Welcome to 9 to 5. I'm Emma. I have a 9 to 5. I'm Allie. I don't. I'm a failing entrepreneur. No, I'm doing okay. Hey, you're making money. Kind of. developer at a uh I don't know whatever at a place I'm a (laughs) developer at a tech startup in Boston and we started this podcast to talk about jobs being in our mid-20s and knowing what we want to do not knowing what we want to do trying to figure out what's next for us how to get there nothing is forever the world is changing yeah people are overemployed underemployed Yeah, there's this thing called technology that people don't really use properly yet to make shitty jobs not exist. Yeah. My former shitty job, uh, managing my boss's calendar four different ways, using Post-it Notes, Google Calendar, and Microsoft MS Project. Yeah. Which was terrible. Someone else can do that for you. Yeah, a computer can do that. A robot can do that for you. Yeah, that's something a robot should do. Yeah. So, robots for the world. Unpopular opinion, robots should do a lot of jobs that exist now. Hillary and Robot 2016. Meeting people through online dating, you meet people with a lot of, like, random jobs. Yeah. But everyone around here is just getting their master's degree. Which is very... in school. Which is a very safe, very safe place to be in. Yeah. I'm I'm often, like, envious of people getting their master's degree. Because rationally, I'm thinking... It's probably really not going to do that much for you, but it gives you a year of time where you don't really have to go anywhere definite. Yeah. It's basically just delaying deciding what to do with your life. Right. Because it no longer affords you any sort of usable credentials most of the time. Yeah. I would agree with that. Because what master's degree could you get that's really like propelling your future into some other... You could like maybe... I don't know. I make mean, more money if you're like a teacher and you get yeah. a master's degree. And like my one of my friends from high school just got her master's in public health and public policy joint degree, and she wants to do stuff in DC, which I think it's useful for like that specific degree is very useful for yeah. I guess you have to government. Yeah, but for the most part, you need like something like a law degree or a PhD. <laughs> Topics about jobs. Let's see. Underemployment is a big one. Uh, underemployment is actually essentially the way that we met. Yes. We worked in a food truck together in 2012. Yeah. After both graduating college. We both graduated in 2012 and are 25, which seems relevant to this discussion because I feel like this issue is affecting a very small segment of millennials at this time. Yeah. And we're kind of like at the heart of that when, um... The job market started to go up just a little bit, and so people were used to being underemployed at that point, I think. I feel like all of our examples and role models of people were people doing kind of offbeat things and not necessarily having a big, well-paying job. I can't think of anyone I knew who was older in 2012 who was rocking it in corporate America and living a comfortable life. Yeah. 
because we both worked for a food truck, which was only one truck at the time, but is basically a small empire now <laughs> in the city of Boston. And everyone that we worked with was really cool and went to college and was between the ages of 22 and 30, basically. Yeah, so everybody was... had wanted to do different things and was doing different things on the side and just kind of ended up in that situation for a variety of reasons. Yeah, people had master's degree. I remember, I think now back, and someone left to be a nanny. And at that time, at the time, it seemed like, oh, wow, you're really moving up in the world. Yeah. You're going to be a nanny. Wow. You get to work indoors. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, requirements for my job after working on the food truck were I get to sit down and I get to work indoors. Yeah, working indoors was big for me, too. Yeah. But then I realized... Working indoors doesn't mean that you can pay rent. It's true. Or that you don't want to, you don't hate your life. Because it turns out that when you work on a food truck, it kind of sucks a lot because you're either really cold or really hot and a tons of things can go wrong. Or you smell like Vietnamese food. Yeah, you smell like food, all the, barbecue pork all the time. Um, but you get to like interact with humans your age versus working in an office with people twice your age, who are delightful sometimes and not delightful other times. Well, there was that whole subculture of food trucks, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. And we were given a lot of autonomy to yeah. manage the truck. Yeah, it was kind of just like, do your own thing. It went, it didn't go horribly considering the amount of responsibility we had. Yeah, I don't know if we were just lucky in that all of us that were taking this responsibility actually didn't screw it all up or if it was like a solid plan it wasn't a solid plan safety wise but I'm gonna say <laughs> business wise sure just for an example we used to drive like a rickety old food truck around the streets and I didn't know anything about trucks or or motor vehicles or directions or legal stuff beside behind operating a food truck. Oh, yeah. I used to call 911 every Sunday, and the woman, like, knew me personally. And I'd be like, hey, like, it's me again. I have to call you because someone has parked in my, our food truck spot. And they never sent anyone, which, I don't know, also seems really illegal. Occasionally like, I would get someone. Like, two out of ten times I would get someone. Here we go again, it's the game we love. Sheets all over the floor and they lay drugs you ain't play your cards right you had the ace of clubs hit you with the ace of spade in your face and shrugs blood dripping out your arm on my asian rugs we was just planning a wedding caucasian dove okay. you was just telling Good your mans that you hate Talk the clubs now we in the crying game i almost cried many times okay out of frustration what about you did you cry today i did not cry today probably in part because i left work early Yesterday, definitely cried in front of, like, ten people. It was cool. They were into it. It's okay. Yeah. You have a really accepting workplace. I do. We'll get into more of that. Yeah, I've definitely (laughs) cried in, like, full-on tears streaming down my face in meetings and, like, had normal conversations with people while I was doing it, so. Did they maintain a straight face? Yeah, I think people kind of ignored it. I've definitely done that, too, actually. Yeah. Like, after maybe the third time it happened... 
They just accept it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just like... That's actually something I really want to talk about because one of my other female coworkers has also talked about being a crier and just like that's your natural response yeah. and how frustrating it, it can be to be trying to discuss something serious and be crying and not want to be crying. But re- honestly, there's not that much you can do about it. I know. And like there's not I that just that want much people should, to accept me. To do. Yes. Yeah. Except. Crying in the workplace. I'm all about it. It happens. It's good. Yeah. Live with it. Some people express themselves that way. Some people, like, why can men get, men getting angry yeah. about things is totally fine, but women crying about things is, like, not fine. Yeah, unacceptable. Yeah. I think that being upset about something is better than being angry about something and more productive. And women get angry, too, and men can cry in the workplace. You're, you're right. This is but true. I would like to see a man cry in the workplace, and then we could cry together, and then we could be friends outside of work. Oh. Let us know if you cry at work. Yeah. I know a lot of people do. Hello, world. Did you cry today? You can admit it. Yeah. You can tell us. We won't judge. We'll embrace you. We like criers better than non-criers. Definitely. Don't be a non-er. Well, so some general themes that we want to talk about in the future are, one, uteruses. Two, (laughs) workplace. Workplace and uteruses. Yeah. I, I actually talk about vaginas in the abstract, like, on the regular at work. At work? Yeah. Which kind And of, what... What are the circumstances? I think... Vaginas in the abstract? <laughs> well, I mean, for example... We were... I don't know. Just not about, like, anyone partic- in particular's vagina, right? Like, if you talk mm-hmm. about, like, someone's genitals, that's inappropriate. But if you talk about, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, when one of my coworkers asked me if I wanted to go get coffee, and I said, no, can you please go get me one? And he was like, no, come with me. And I was like, well, my uterus hurts. Because it did. It's kind of talking. I mean, that is talking about someone in particulars. Yeah. That's a bad example. You should have just been like, uteruses everywhere are hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, nine to five. (laughs) Good night. Bye. Definitely not. I'm poor. I'm not stupid. Yeah. And you know, I tell myself sometimes. (laughs) I'm poor and I'm not stupid. (laughs) Sometimes I look in the mirror and say, I'm poor. I'm not stupid. And sometimes I look in the mirror and say, I'm poor and I'm very stupid.